0: Who puts eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? Who put eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? Who puts eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? You know who, uh, you know
1: who. Uh, 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 uh. In case you don't, it's Contadina Tomato base The Time Machine.
2: Uh, uh, carrier
3: carries my name and an extra key that I hope he'll drop <laughs>
2: uh, some no things.
1: A time machine. Yes, my friend, a time machine.
4: You're listening to Airship Wrecked with Captain Proctor, broadcasted once a week from whatever time I happen to be visiting to whatever time you are in now. Visit my website, www.petrifyingproductions.com, or email me at CaptainJproctor at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Google Plus and iTunes Ping. Airship Wrecked with Captain Proctor. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and I am here once again at AnomalyCon because it's just so freaking awesome that I just keep traveling back in time. But anyway, yes, freaking is a new word I have learned, uh, being able to travel back and forth in time. freaking is a rather good word. Anyway, now, uh, speaking of words, um, I am in the... court of the Tivoli, and I have just gotten my food from the Cajun Grill. Uh, Now I'm going to do a little early Word of the Week, and this Word of the Week is Cajun. Cajun, noun. A member of any largely self-contained communities in the bayou areas of southern Louisiana, formed by descendants of French Canadians, speaking an archaic form of French. Adjective. Of or relating to Cajuns, especially with reference to their folk music, typically featuring the concertina, accordion and fiddle, or spicy cuisine. Uh, now, uh, uh, Now, Adam, Adam, cut the music. When I say cut the music, I mean, like, feed it out. Uh, all right, look. Now, here's the deal. Um, we, I got this Cajun grill food, and, um, didn't really seem to fit that description of Cajun, uh, quite. Uh, you see, I went up to the counter, and, uh, the first thing they asked me was, uh, do you want fried rice or noodles? Um, so I got the fried rice, and, uh, now i'm sitting here eating what appears to be teriyaki chicken and uh spicy shrimp which frankly not really sound french canadian new orleans um anything like that um so i think they need to change their name to the uh cajun grill Occasion, occasion, yes, yes, indeed. And for all of you playing it on your iPods, open your iPods right now, and you will see a nicely little uh, photoshopped change to their sign as to how I think they should change their name. Um, and if you go back a few minutes, then you'll see the original. Uh, anyway, um, moving on in life. Uh-huh. Let's have some music, please. Cajun music, sir. Um, no, Cajun music, please. Music Cajun music would sound like. Um so yeah. Ah, here's a person to interview. How did you guys get into steampunking? Can you speak loudly because of all the bag noise? No, oh, um how did you get into steampunk? Uh Dr. Steel, actually. Just Dr. Steel. I got into steampunk because I was walking down the street
5: wearing a top hat and a tailcoat and someone came up to me and said, hey, are you one of those steampunks? And I was like, um, I don't know. And then I did a bunch of research.
4: Okay, how do you guys explain steampunk to people? Uh, Victorian sci-fi. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, can you tell me about your personas? Oh, the other one I have is a I will try troll, <laughs> me and my friend are a Valkyrie and a troll, and we've just wandered the earth, the, the earth rocket being rocket nerds, pretty much, for all the common era. And the other one I have is a post-apocalyptic junk dealer. I have, like, the gas mask, a helmet, all my fatigues, and just clothes and stuff. Have you read, uh, the Mortal Engines Quartet? No, I've not. Very good giant cities that drive around and eat each other in a post-apocalyptic world. I love it. What is this called? Uh, Mortal Engines. I'm going to have to look this up. It is the best book ever.
5: Same. Thank
4: you. Okay. Uh, anyway, what about your... I don't really have a persona. I'm just kind of this way at all hours of the day, because I'm a steampunk circus musician and artist, so... I just dress like this and act like this all the time. There's no real persona involved. What do you um, think of? Wh- wh- what bands and music do you think of when uh, you think of steampunk music? Um, Dr. Steel, yeah, Dr. Steel, Burning Process. Uh, Avenue Park is kind of Steam Wave. Kind of. Um,
5: let see, who else? never actually thought about this. Like, ever. Cog is Dead. Um... There's a bunch. Uh, the
4: yeah. C B Accord. Let's look at it. All right, that's it. Right. Thank you guys. Right um, now, let's have some more music. As you can tell, I'm not feeling as well, you know, um, much like actually doing much work today. So I'm just kind of interviewing people and. Let them do the talking. Yes. Music, right. Oh yes, and we have a little, lovely little band spotlight this week, um, which is the Dustin Kelly Band, I believe. Um, Yes, I I think uh, that's it, if I can find the record. Yes, the Dustin Kelly Band with uh, Bad Girls. So, um, yes. Quite excellent, actually. I um, enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, So, be right back after this short musical.
6: Everywhere, It's in your face and in your hair Something that you're begging for It's in the sky and on the floor My children are a gift to you So proud of death they stick to you Target practice never ends The kind of play you share with friends Counting off is such a drag So get your coat and pack your bag Where
5: do all the girls go When they die
6: Joy. It's for a girl and from a boy It runs your life but makes you real Coach you up and let you feel It's something I can reproduce As long as you can keep it loose You need a man, I'll be your friend It's over when I say the end Counting off in one, two, three Nothing in this life is free Where
5: do all the bad girls go? When they die, they all go die
7: In
4: band. This is a mandatory interruption by me um, to say that I have just had a song request on the Google Plus chat for a Caravan Palace song. So, um, <clears throat> uh, there's a Caravan Palace song because they are excellent in French. chance, but I will be showing up at another convention, this time a wonderful anime convention known as non in Denver, Colorado, once again, because frankly, I just don't like paying for the time machine fuel to actually go to a convention near my fans. However, I'm not a guest at this one, I'm just going because I'm a nerd, yes I said it, Um, and I would love to see any of my fans that happen to be there. So if you are going to be there, please email me at captainjproctor at gmail.com or um, get in touch on Google Plus or um, um, iTunes, Ping, whatever uh, social media site that no one else uses uh, you would like to contact me on. Um, And I would love to uh, meet up and hang out at NDK. Um, and most likely I will be wearing the Barnaby Brooks Jr. costume as in Tiger and Bunny. Yes. 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 Um, uh, now, I believe it's time for... Adam, what the hell is this? Uh, Ah, you're playing the music wrong. This... I'm sorry, sir. I'm supposed to announce the Ask Captain Proctor segment before you start the music. Can you please start it over? No, sir. That will disrupt the flow of the show. Oh, well, frick the show. Just, um, please st- Sir, please just get on with it. Oh, fine. And time for Ask Captain Proctor as you probably... Figured out by the music. <clears throat> uh, this week's telegram comes from uh, Veronique Chevalier. Um, now uh, this one may be take a little while longer than usual because it's a very long email and makes very little sense and I'm sure I will pronounce all the French things wrong. However, it reads, Bonjour Sir Captain. Uh, alas, that my employeress, the Mademoiselle her- one herself, was an- unable to attend AnomalyCon this year due to inadvertently di- ingesting tainted foodstuffs while she was present at WonderCon the previous week in March. As I am constructed of blast- brass plates, so my diet consists primarily of oil, which is not prone to provoking digestive distress in myself or others of my model series mad v and moi listen avidly to your airship wrecked podcast and would like to suggest her inclusion in your halloween show this year as voire may know or may or may not know she is the mistress mind behind pocahontas a spectacular compilation which she so fondly refers to as her sonic frankenstein Uh, we thought it best to remind voire to book her early to ensure that she will be available to grant voire an interview in time for what is her busiest season of the year. Her dossier, Veronique Chevalier, a.k.a. uh, the Weird Val of Dark Cabaret, is the original mad sonocist, steampunkish Chattanoise, a spooky polkinist, performance artist, and authoress. Um, One of her devotees uh, has dubbed her the Edith Piaf from an alternate reality. Along with originals, of the Piathian covers uh, familiar tunes, she is known for her parodies on the subject of steampunk, remodeling works by Tom Stol- Dolby, Frank Zappa, Led Zeppelin, ZZ Top, and The Beatles. Um, the inventrix of gothic polka, with the release of her recording Pocahontas a Spooktack, the compilation, which Mademoiselle Veronique also dubbed her Sonic Frankenstein. She leaves no stone unturned, nor any scared crow, un- cow? Sca- sacred cow unmilked. What the heck? Nor any sacred cow unmilked in her quest to bring levity to where the sun don't shine. Her originals have been played on Doctor Demento Radio, Roomwork Morgue Radio, and Volver a la Magia Radio Show in Buenos Aires, among others, and her tracks. Can be found on numerous steampunk music compilations, including the Seek Accord Passport, released by Project Records, as long as Steampunk Volume 1, the soundtrack to G.D. Falkson's novel, The Hellfire Chronicles Blood in the Skies. Adam, why is there no more music? Restart the music, please. Thank you. Uh, excellent. Continuing, uh, in addition to Link in Gothic Beauty, Roe Morgue and Fangoria, and numerous online steampunk publications. Her image is included in 1,000 Steampunk Creations by Dr. Grimm, as well as the upcoming book Steampunk Fashion. By the way, I own 1,000 Steampunk Creations. Uh, very nice coffee table book. Don't know why I'm not in it. As well as the upcoming book Steampunk Fashion by Lisa Lewis. She is the 2012 recipient of the Steampunk Chronicle Reader's Choice Awards for Best Dressed Female Steampunk. Screened is a comedy short at arts festivals and steampunk events across North America, including the Steampunk Bazaar, Seattle International Cabaret Festival, PBX Steampunk Film Festival, and STEAM Fest. Internet date is Veronique Chevalier's gentle lampoon of the preposterous process of online courtship with art and direction by Nickelodeon's Kyle A. Carrozza, and animation by John Barry. This winsome bit of neo-retro cartooning is certain to elicit fits of merit with its witty lyrics and beguiling sight gags. The Mademoiselle One herself. It's also creatrix of Steam Crew, Steampunk Haiku, and authors of My Cog is Bigger Than Your Cog, Steampunk and other pharasities with full color retina staining illustrations by Norn or Walter Sickert. Oh, like uh, Walter Secret in The Army of Broken Ties. I'll have to play something in a minute. What they're saying about Veronique. Original, elegant, edgy, comedic cabaret. Charles Dickens had written A Ghost of Martha. Whoa, jeez. Ah, please do not hesitate to let one know how I may be serviced as well, well uh, uh, on behalf of my D darkful benefactress, with steam regards, I full-tour Mademoiselle Veronique's booking bot and teleporter to her technician. Okay. Well, let's give me back there. Let's let's uh, hear some for music. Adam, why do you cut the music up? Please Internet
0: date, won't it be great? Gee, I can't wait for my first internet date. Time to give it a whirl, cause I'm a new millennium girl. Now, I'll find my true love with the click of a mouse. Then I'll google him before leaving the house. Cause computers don't lie, so I'm sure he'll be a great guy. Right? Put in my order for beefcake, not spam. What do you think that I got? Order 9 Geek with a Siberian tan, but his profile said he was hot. Oh, oh, oh. Friends, Friends on MySpace space. claim that this, this is the place to make dreams come true, it could happen for you. But the guys who had me are all way under 18. Yikes! <laughs> The rest are faking their age and their height and their weight. By photoshopping the truth, they think it gives them more youth. But a lie is a lie. And what they're selling, I'm not willing to buy. I'm drifting in this cybernetic sea. How do I catch the perfect man for me? Upon the moon Why can't they beam him to my room? A giant step for all mankind Left this one lonely girl behind In the universe oh so very large Even Homer Simpson his marge. put in my order for beefcake not spam what do you think that I got another geek with a Siberian tan amused well I'm certainly not an internet date I regret to relate is not, not all, all that, that fun, fun for a modern woman, but I found long lasting joy with my own coin operated
2: Internet Date by Varami Shah oh. Rollier.
4: And now, as promised, some Walter Walter Wow wow wow. Some Walter, Sickert, and the Army of Broken Toys, um with their song No Room, which I like a lot. 'cause they sample from my favorite movie, Alice by Jan Spongebob. What? Wow. It's check, it's Jan Sponmaker. <clears throat> Spon measure. Yeah, there's no room. Cried out the mad hatter and the march hare?
7: sick heart and the army of broken toys.
4: Alice thought to herself, now you will see a film for children. Perhaps. But you must close your eyes or you won't see anything. Yes, I can quote the opening lines from that movie off the top of my head. I don't suggest watching it with young children, it involves stop animation with taxidermy, and I forced a large number of my friends to watch it, to which most of them were absolutely horrified, except for a few that were equally obsessed. Now, moving on, here's another person to interview, um, who, uh, is quite lovely looking, really, um, and, uh, uh yes here we go okay so how did you get into steampunk
7: um i got into steampunk by basically trolling the internet for things and i was like googling random things and i came across the term and i was like okay what is this and then i delved further and further into it basically
4: and how do you explain steampunk to people
7: uh steampunk is basically an alternate viewing of victorian history basically how victorians would view the future
4: and uh, can you tell me about your persona?
7: Uh, my persona is basically uh, a woman who is basically not quite as rich as the upper class, but she pretends to be.
4: And what's, do you have a name for your persona? Uh,
7: Lillian May. Uh,
4: when you think of steampunk music, what bands and songs come to mind?
7: Um, Unwoman, one of the guests here, and uh, basically bands like that.
4: And what are your favorite steampunk books?
7: Uh, favorite steampunk books are, um, Captain Nemo and, uh, Leviathan by Scott Westerfeld.
4: Okay, well, that's it. Yeah, well, <clears throat> Hey, wait, wait, can I have your email? Thank you. Oh, dang it. Okay, uh, <laughs> moving on. Now, <clears throat> I believe we were finishing up some radio show. Uh, it should still be cute. I can't even remember what it was. Donovan's brain? I don't know.
8: Don't let him. It's yeah. all right now. Here's a glass of water. What's the matter? You're trembling all over. I. You're looking I at can. me that way for you. Look, i kind of frightened after death. Dad, you. What happened here? Anyway, I came and found you on the floor with your hands around your own throat. damn meant for me. Why is your luggage all packed? I was going to leave. Leave in the middle of the night? Why? Because. I. news box has been opened. It was you, Schrott. You were going to shut off the current. You are going to kill the brain. Patrick. You tried to strangle me. What? That's true, Dad. That's why I had to slap you. That's but, but absurd. I came in here and found Schrott with his hands around his own throat. He was strangling himself. Dad, please, think a minute. Nobody can strangle himself. Look at these marks on my throat. No. Do you think I could have done that? But it's not possible, and yet... It's true, Patrick, that I tried to shut off the current. I was afraid for
1: you. But as I opened the fuse box, I heard the delta waves in the laboratory suddenly become stronger and louder than they'd ever been before, and then...
8: Then... then I? Yes. And the brain knew? You even spoke in Donovan's voice, Patrick. That recurring phrase of his. Sure, 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 in his very tones, his very accents. You've created a monster, Patrick. It has the power to make me commit murder. The brain... the brain must die. Pull the switch in the fuse box, Patrick. It will only be a matter of seconds yes. and then... Yes, I... i But I... But I... I... You've got to, Patrick! Shrock, David, help me, I can't move. Come here. Yes, Pull you. the switch, honey. Shrock, David, go on. You? You too?
4: It's paralyzed Patrick. The brain won't let itself be killed.
8: Then it has the power to live on. Anon. To command us as long as we live. To make us do anything it wants. To kill. Murder. what are we going to do? Listen. Uh, it's a brain. It's.
2: It's laughing. Laughing.
8: September 7th, Shrant left. He had to, of course, for his own protection, if nothing else. Before he left, he swore to eternal secrecy, and going to try to find Janice. The very thought that any harm might come to her through me is enough to drive me almost mad. As for David, although he's strong enough to prevent any untoward accidents, I don't know. He's, he's volunteered to stay with me. I, he'll sleep at night behind locked doors. We must devote every faculty we possess together and independently... ...to finding a way of destroying the brain. Perhaps while it sleeps... ...it seems to have developed tremendous powers the subconscious... ...which operate even in sleep. The recurring dream, the now oppressive sense of some... ...further task to be performed continues. If Janice were only here... Even her presence, I know, would help immeasurably to combat this fearful thing. Terrible thought crosses my mind. Could Trot have left if the brain had not, for some reasons of its own, actually wanted him to leave? September 10th. My thoughts are less and less my own. The dream of the young giant bestriding the earth, the figure without a face, pursues me now, even in my waking hours. Increasingly, I seem to live in a world of evil fantasy, peopled and controlled by the mind of William Donovan.
3: Sweetheart,
8: oh, darling. How are you, Patrick? Oh, I'm well enough. I'm well enough. But Janice, where have you been?
3: Where have I been?
8: Yes, we had no idea. I've been mean, half crazy worrying about you. Did Schrott find finally find you? Yes. Yes.
3: Shrott found me.
8: Janice, why did you leave me that day? Why didn't you at least tell me? Where did you go, darling?
3: I was with friends. Well, did Shrott
8: tell you anything?
3: No. Nothing special. Janice,
8: I know I haven't been a very good husband these last months. I haven't been very kind or very considerate or even civilized. I, I haven't been myself, Janice.
3: I know, Patrick. My poor darling. If
8: you'd only known how I missed you after you left, how I needed you. I need your help, Janice. I Terrible. know, Patrick.
3: Terrible. i I came back to help you. But. But what? Where is. David. Well, he's
8: asleep in the next room. That is, lately he's tried to make it a point to sleep only when I did. not uh, Trying to keep an eye on things. Patrick,
3: I'm going to help you. No. All I can, any way I can. But first, yeah. I want to take David away.
8: David? Why?
3: Because I don't think it's good for him to be here. No? I don't think that you... Uh, Patrick, I don't want to torment you. It's only that perhaps we can find a way, if we know all the facts. What, Janice? Don't you know, really, where I was? No, how could I? Don't you remember where you took me? Well, yeah,
8: I took you? I
3: you took me to a psychiatric, psychiatric clinic. clinic. You had me committed to a madhouse. No. Not you, Donovan.
8: Donovan.
2: It
3: was because I tried to make you stop the experiment. Yes. Kill the brain. As you left me there. You even spoke in Donovan's voice. Sure, 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 you said. Sure, sure. I thought they were the last words I would ever hear you speak. Oh, Janice, forgive me. Forgive me. I couldn't persuade anyone. I was sane. Oh, sweet. After what you told him. Everything I said only made him think I was mad. Mm. I'm not mad, am I? I'm not mad, am I?
2: Am mm. I? <laughs>
8: Janice will be gone for some three hours. I've sent her into town for Dr. Zanger, the psychiatrist. Maybe he can help, but now, suddenly, I'm... I, I'm... I'm overcome with the thought of the humiliation I shall have to suffer when other other medical men become aware of the position I'm in. It'll be the end of my career and my reputation or my hopes. But, but, folly to think that Zanger keep it to himself, indeed. I'd. He'd have no right to. I, I, I can bet it if I must, but another way, a possibility occurs to me, and I've, I've been thinking it over. There's no harm in trying it in any event. I, I must try. I, I have three hours. David? David? Yes,
2: sir?
8: Da- David, what's your blood type? Do you know your blood type? matter of fact, I, well, I don't think I do. Why? Uh, no matter. We can easily find out. David, I, I think at last I know a way... To kill the brain? It's simple. It's perfectly natural. Only at nine chances out of ten is something Donovan has never have known about. I, I'll do it myself. But unfortunately, my blood type and his are... Uh, they're the same. Uh, of course. I have to replenish the blood substance periodically. Anyway, it's about time to do it again. I, I've always used my own because it was the same type as his, but if, if, if yours is a different type, the, the right type, David... You mean the wrong type. You, you, Yes, you've given the wrong, the brain, the, the brain will die given the wrong type. Yeah, it's I'm sure of that, I know it. But
1: uh, suppose the brain yes. knows, it, it knows other things.
8: I, I, I've thought of that, it's a chance we'll have to take if you're willing, David, my boy. Of course, I am. Then that. you'll take the blood sample now. come into the laboratory. I only have the right blood type. Sure. Rather the wrong type. Now, if you haven't, we'll find someone who has maybe, maybe shot. Now, lie down there on the table, David. We, we want a tourniquet on your arm here. I'll a put small on. will do it. Go ahead, I'm ready. David, don't watch me. It'll be easier if you easier if you don't, for me. That's a funny one, coming from you. Well, doctors are never quite as steady with members of their own family, you know, ready? Sure. But ready. Uh... There we are. You, you all right?
2: Yeah,
8: yeah. You'll be through in just a second. You getting it all right? Yeah, sure, sure. Just a second now. Dad, I'm sleepy. You'll be over it in a minute. But
2: what's the matter? Why why am I so
8: sleepy? You'll be all right. Sleepy. So
2: sleepy. Sure, sure,
8: sure. Sure, sure, sure. That's what an anesthetic is for. Make you sleep. I was somewhat surprised to find the instruments sterilized already laid out, but I worked more rapidly and skillfully than ever before in my life, I think. I made an incision just below the hairline, laying back the scalp as far as the base of the skull. I trepanned the cranium at two centimeter intervals, working back and downwards to the upper edge of the occipital bone. With the Geely saw, I cut through the connecting bone structure and removed the entire top of the cranium, placing it in saline solution to preserve it. I made a semicircular incision in the dura mater, laying it to one side, exposing the brain. As I dissected out the facial, auditory, and pneumogastic nerves to free the medulla oblongata, I, I, I became conscious of an insistent clamoring, something like a mounting hysteria in the distant reaches of my mind, I, almost as strong as the irresistible compulsion that drove me on. But my hand did not falter. With a sure stroke, I severed the spinal cord just below the first cervical nerve. As I make this last entry with that awful guilt upon my soul, even now I cannot fully comprehend how it has been possible for any man, by mortal or immortal means, to be driven to such a crime. Even the divinity himself did not demand of Abraham that final sacrifice of expiation. When he, with his only begotten son, ascended the Mount of Olives, Hmm. Perhaps Schrant is right. Perhaps there is indeed in man some spark of the divine that will elude our test tubes and our laboratories until the end of time. Perhaps that is the one thing that even Donovan did not foresee. I only know that at the instant my son died under my own hand, I was set free. At that instant, I saw and understood for the first time that monstrous plan born in the brain of William Donovan, of which I was to be the instrument. It was the plan I had glimpsed but never grasped in the recurring dream. Donovan did aspire to the domination of the world. And with those tremendous mental faculties that I myself had given him, it was literally within his power to become the absolute ruler of all mankind. Only one thing was lacking, a body, a body, a young, strong body into which those ever-growing brain cells could graft and affix themselves to live on. And on, perhaps, for centuries. He chose the body of my son, and now, my son. At last, too late, I am free to destroy this foul thing of my creation. I know it as surely as I know that my own life must be forfeit and the brain also knows. I can hear the disturbed, erratic oscillations of the delta waves coming through the laboratory door. But there's no room left in me now for fear. I shall take the six steps from the desk where I'm writing this across to the laboratory door. How often I've taken them in happier times. I shall open the door, close it behind me, for the last time and write Finis to the mortal life of Patrick Arthur Corey and the brain of William Horace Donovan. May others learn from the record. I leave here the lessons I've learned so bitterly and profit by them. And for the things that I have done, may God have mercy on my soul.
1: Phoenix, Arizona, September the 15th. The bodies of Dr. Patrick Arthur Corey and his son David were found in Dr. Corey's own laboratory early today. Young Corey had apparently died on the operating table as a result of a delicate brain operation performed by his father. In the case of Dr. Corey, medical authorities gave us their opinion that he might have died of shock as a result of the unsuccessful operation on his son. A curious feature of the case was the fact that numerous pieces of tissue, identified as being from a human brain, were found scattered about the laboratory floor, while a larger section of brain was found in the midst of an elaborate apparatus, evidently part of a scientific experiment. Medical authorities stated, however, that they were unable to explain the nature of the apparatus and that the brain itself was in such a state of decomposition as to indicate that it had been dead and slowly decaying for at least three months. Dr. Corey is survived by his wife, Janice. She was committed to the county asylum for the insane late this afternoon. The burial of Dr. Corey will be at the Mount of Olives Cemetery. And so closes Donovan's Brain, presenting Orson Welles, a star of suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by William Spear. This is DBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
4: Well, that will be all. Um, yep. I'm getting rather bored of AnomalyCon, as wonderful as it is. I think I want to move on to a time period... Um, because, frankly, I've talked to the same people over and over again here, and, well, they're all steampunk. It's Airship Wrecked right with here. Captain Proctor is created by London Homer or and produced
2: by Petrifying Productions. Visit them online at www.petrifyingproductions.com. Contact the captain at captainjproctor at gmail.com, and follow him in Google+, Plus and iTunes, Bing theme music by kevin mcleod sponsored by fog couture creating the premiere in steampunk and alternative history fashions visit their website www.fogcouture.com